0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kellen Patterson of the O'Kellen clan. The O'Kellen's. All up in your melons. The O'Kellen's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Midwest Moscow in all of your earlobes and your melons of the O'Kellen. <laughs> I just like that now. I just love it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Anywho, if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid, very solid, like concrete on I-beams on rebar, solid foundation to stand upon, and you are looking for the vehicle to drive you like what Desiree
1: like a mac truck Few ice cream chocolate ice cream with maybe a few snickerdoodle sprinkles but just a few
0: maybe a giblet or two <laughs> extra of the snickerdoodle I would take a it a giblet or two <laughs> 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 oh, Check <laughs> us out at p dot com, And now let us chit-chat with the banter. Hello, Deseroy. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Hello,
1: Hello.
0: You know, I'm O'Kellen. I'm
1: good. Of the O'Kellen clan. Of the O'Kellen clan. I am, you know, I was up all night last night. I was Uh-oh. a... Uh, I was extra. I was an extra background extra in a commercial shoot for Hy-Vee, uh, which is a grocery store chain. It's based in the Midwest. I don't think it's made it as far as Illinois, but I know there's Hy-Vees throughout Iowa and maybe into Kansas. But uh, it went from like 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning, so I I was a little sleepy, but I've had a nap, and so I'm good. I am good. Fantastic. Fantastic. I
2: can't wait to see the commercial. I'll
0: give you, you know a going to see me
1: little bit of you're gonna see me bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little grocery cart or grabbing a grabbing of a little of Frosted Flakes. That of a role of a little bit
2: I, I, wait, wait, I got to throw mine in. I got to throw this in because it's so funny that you talk about commercials. I did a Hickory Farms internet commercial, and I was the one that found the the meat that had been, I guess, hadn't been packaged correctly, and it was supposed to be spoiled. Oh, and my no. line always made me laugh, and I... I think I got edited out on purpose because my grin was supposed to be finding bad meat, but I was constantly smiling every time I found it because it said, this doesn't look like good meat. And with my brain, it just didn't work. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, my
1: goodness.
2: Yes. Let's get this show started before I think we've got a new
1: hashtag. I think we've got a new hashtag. This doesn't. This Uh just doesn't look like good meat.
2: (laughs) Yes, you can see why i not laughing.
1: Or just hashtag good meat. That's what it is. That would be a better one. (laughs) Better. (laughs) So anyway, on Tuesday we had um, (laughs) a new bikini pro, Lee Womack, was on the show. And our listeners were like, you guys have got your hands full in finding an interview that's going to match this one. But, guys, I'm pretty sure we've got it. Not only do we have another bikini phenom on the show with us tonight, but she's also a pro and, as far as I can tell, has been tearing up the INBA, PNBA, PNBA PNBAC. For quite a while and odds are pretty good. I'm gonna murder her last name, so we'll get her to repeat it for us. But I want everyone to give a warm P for P Real Talk with Desiree and Kalen Listenerland. Welcome to Nicole Castellone. Nicole, I'm sorry if I pronounce that last name wrong.
3: How do we say your last name? It is Castiglione. And hi
1: everybody.
3: Oh my there you go. It's
0: Italian.
3: <laughs> and she-
1: it is, and you've got Definitely. that, you've just got the pronunciation with the accent and all of that. I mean, just say it again for us, because it just rolls off your tongue. <laughs> my
2: yeah, like name it. is
3: Nicole Castiglione.
2: Oh, wow. I've there you go. i
3: years of practice at that, so. <laughs> Castiglione. Oh. oh, that is does that All
1: make right, you so Nicole Nicole, oh it.
3: Castiglione.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> it does. I feel like I need a meatball now. <laughs> right. And a breadstick. I do. Uh, Yeah, I I have to pass on that one, but yeah. Oh, I know it. I know. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
0: Okay.
3: Well, um, as you all know my name already, it's Nicole. I am 33 years old. I am based out of San Diego, California, and I have been competing with the IMBA. I did my first show in uh, November of 2015. I did their World Cup show. I actually went to their Open as Amateur. I won first place. And then I went into overall and earned my pro card on my very first show with them. So wow. that led me to, yeah, um, the National Olympia was the very next show to follow to close out their competition here. And I remember having a conversation with Denny Kekos, who is the CEO of the INBA, And um, and if anybody doesn't know the INBA it's the International Natural Bodybuilding Association. Um, he asked me if I'd be willing to come to the, the Natural Olympia. And I said, like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's my second show. It's a big show. And a gentleman there that had chimed in and had said, only sponsored athletes can get to the Olympia stage. I didn't have a sponsor. <laughs> I didn't even really have, like, a coach at the time. I had just met someone that I hadn't probably talked me in and only had prepped for it for about a month. But fitness is like my lifestyle. It's, I do it every day. I'm never off of my prep. So um, yeah. I ended up going to Olympia. I went to the National Olympia. Even though he told me I couldn't do it, I went and um, on a whim. And I actually played second in the amateur division. And uh, the coach I had ran into shortly before I had, who talked me into doing the show, gave me encouragement. He's like, you should go out for pro. And uh, Benny and Diana, they were really great. And I said that I'd probably get overlooked because it was my first show. No one really knew me. And so my first natural Olympia, which is my second show I competed in uh, with the IMBA, I took second place in amateur and made second call out for the pro division and placed seventh. So, that was my first Very year stepping cool. on a pro stage, too. And that's what 50 other countries come all over the world with their best competitors.
0: Yes. Um, no, no, no. And I,
3: I placed seventh amongst 28 girls. So, um, and that just kind of got me going from there. I, the following year, I did five shows. I have yet to place below third in any of them. They've always been first, second, or third, always the top three. And um, I went to the Olympia the, the, again in 2000. And... Uh, 16, as a pro, and I played second in the pro lineup, just behind the Virginia toss. She took first place that year. So I prepped the whole next year after that, whole year, whole year. And I went back in 2000 and, what was this, 17, and I took first place. I did one show right wow. before that at the World Cup again, Re, re-went and did the World Cup, but as a pro, one person and overall, and it went on to Olympia, and I won the Olympia title, finally, you know, under my third consecutive year of competing at the Olympia, I finally got first place. So I, wow. um, I got married, I got married last year, and I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to do another show. But uh, I did. So, like, while I was getting married, I went back on prep and and got ready for another show. And I went back again in November. And I had competed again. And uh, I took second place, actually, just before the Natural Olympia at the World Cup at that show uh, last year. And then um, went back to the Natural Olympia, and then I took first place. So it's two years in a row I won first place as a pro athlete at the IMBA Natural Olympia. And uh, right. still on prep, Yeah, still doing it. Back in, on. I got a show in just under four weeks right now. I'm getting ready for it. And then, again, I'm going to go to the Natural Olympia and go for it. A three – we'll be calling it the three feet. Oh,
0: three wow.
3: feet. Okay. The three feet. Yeah, the three feet. The three feet. <laughs> three feet. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You never know. You know who's going to show up. So –
2: that's a coveted spot to, to, to be in. And I know it's a target on your back after you win. Because I know. Uh, oh, there's been
3: a, there's a target,
2: the... yeah, for last year. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. The uh, yeah. had had stepped on stage against the competition, and he knew exactly who his competition was going to be the next year because he could just see, you know, firsthand who was really serious into it. Like you said, it's an international show. So you get to meet the best yeah. of the best world, and that's, that's 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 pretty impressive. But what I was gonna say is, you know, after winning, what were you gonna do that was gonna be better? But then you tell me you got married. So I mean, wow, that that's a uh, that's a good 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 way to top off a winning year. But you've also yeah. brought up about a point that I was thinking about because I know uh, when women compete, a lot of times they have other things that are happening, especially during the summer, where they should be getting ready for. And what better way to get ready for a wedding than a prep? And if you can deal with all the, the insanity that is getting ready for a wedding, I think that would be a nice way to make sure you fit your dress. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there.
3: Oh, yeah, no, it definitely. I, you know, I think that helps a lot, being on prep, getting into a little wedding dress. So, yeah, um, but honestly, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle for me. I honestly don't go any further than probably four four or five weeks out from what someone would be for a show and, and just maintain so it well. around. Do. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, wow. hard. everybody has, I managed to get married and do a prep and it's just like, well, it's, it's a decision that you make you either. You're either going it, to, and it's all on you. You're either going to commit to it or you're not. And if you're going to commit to it. You'll make it happen. Right. You make things work. The things you want, you make it happen. That's just how it is. Yep. If you don't make it happen, then in my mind, I feel like you just didn't want it badly enough. Yep. True. I mean, it's
1: not so long and short but the, perfer- the per- perseverance side of it is for sure because, I mean, you know, it took you three years to, to get to ultimate goal and actually, that it, to me, that seems like a short amount of time, so kudos on that but, you know, it, it was just the perseverance of going back and going back and tweaking and going back so, you know, I I totally can see if you, you know, if you want it, you'll find a way to make it happen. If you don't, You'll find a way to make excuses, and that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. Um And and I know you keep saying that fitness is your way of life. So, tell us a little bit about that. Are is it a part of your career? Are you a coach? How long have you been? You know, I guess <laughs> a gym rat, if you will, or <laughs> so tuned in to well, fitness. I like to
3: call it a gym cat.
1: Gym
3: cat. Sorry. Yeah cute it's cute but you know honestly <laughs> um fitness is nothing to do with my 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 career i'm actually an imaging specialist i specialize in breast cancer diagnostics and i am currently doing i do breast biopsy procedures uh looking for you know taking tissue samples out and sending it into pathology to test it for cancer that is my job i do yeah. that six days a week and I get a one-hour lunch break, and I take that hour, and I go to the gym, and I train every single day for that one hour at lunch rather than going to the in and out or I'll play a loco or whatever, you know, right there. Um, so that's and, – and I, and I do that religiously, and I've been, it's, and it's just how I've done it. And it makes it nice. because When I get home after a really long day of working, you know, it's hard to find that energy to want to go back out to the gym, especially once you make it home, making that foot back out the door is usually probably most people's biggest challenge. So, you know, and then I'm fortunate enough that I went and purchased some workout equipment, so I do have some cardio equipment here in my house, so I don't have to leave to go do that. So I get up every morning, I come downstairs, I get on my Stairmaster, I do 30 to 45 minutes of cardio, so I get myself ready for work. You know, I have about two hours of commuting every day with traffic, and then I do a patient care, I go work out, I come home, and it's like I do it all over again. It's It's a lifestyle. Um, My meal prep on the weekends, if I have time, I have actually have reached out, and I've been using a meal prep company that I've been working with consistently for the last two to three years, and um, I really enjoy their food. Obviously, it works well for me while I'm on prep, so I eat the same thing every day, and I've been doing it for three years, and I love it, and I'm not going to change it. (laughs) No,
2: I'm happy you won't. Please do not. I mean, I think it's a, a big deal. When people can, because we, you know, working in the fitness industry, we get a lot of excuses of, you know, now that I started my job, I got to stop working out and I'm canceling my membership, or I'm starting my membership up because I'm in between jobs, and you know, it it just seems uh, like a, a big wheel of nothing where where you're starting something and stopping something else. When I think health should be paramount, and I, I'm just uh, amazed that people okay. that just set it to aside and think that they're going to somehow improve in that process. So, you know, with that dedication, please speak more about it uh, when, you, when you do it and, and be more vocal about it, because I think this is something that we have to understand is a necessary concern for ourselves. And I, I'm just amazed that more people aren't standing up and holding on to their health when they're... Uh, I, I know we take it for granted because of work being paramount in this country, but our health yeah, should have some in our day. Yeah, it is. It's very much part of our culture, and I'm I'm, I'm saddened by that uh, to a certain degree. But I know that if we have enough people vocal about it in the right atmosphere and platform, especially when in the natural Olympia, you can be heard quite a bit uh, when you, when you're doing that. So you know, just speak on how that's relevant to you know your career and. And how it keeps you in tune with
0: who you are and, and, and where you're going.
3: So I like to—I have this thing I like to tell people when they ask me about why I work out, and I like to say that I want to die—I want to die young at an old age. Yes. So, with that being said, then that means I need to be healthy. I need to keep myself resilient. I need to keep myself strong, and I need to, you know, keep myself going. And if I don't start that now, I mean, I'm 33 now, but if I don't start that now, then it, it's just going to attack on as I get older, you know. Like the earlier I start now, the healthier I'm going to be later. And it, it all goes by making small choices and small steps, and those all lead to bigger steps and bigger choices. So, if, if I'm unhealthy now, this but that leads to more unhealthy choices, you know, choices and decisions, and it's it's a mindset change. You just have, you know, and people look at going to the gym like, oh, I have to go to the gym and work out. And it's like, no, you should be so grateful that you can go to the gym and work out. That your body, you know, is you can do the things you can do with your body where it's capable of. Like, why would you want to cheat yourself out of that? You know, and and it's going to help you. If you work out and keep yourself healthy, you're going to grow up, you know, and, and, and you're going to get older, and, and you're going to still be able to enjoy so much more in life, you know, and, and rather than if you, if you don't take care of yourself. You're going to become a cripple. And that's, that's going to affect you mentally, spiritually, and physically, in my mind. So I think it's really important to work out and to give your body not so much the, oh, my gosh, um, I have it. I'm so sorry. I have it someone at the door. But, hi. I think it's super important. I'm, I'm on a podcast right now. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Sure, you baby.
0: guys want to do
3: something really funny? I'm getting a delivery for healthy fit vine wine for competitors who oh. drink wine that's low longer carbs and sugars. So thank you so very much. I apologize. So, anyway, so as I was trying to say, like, if you want to get older and grow up and, and have a long, healthy, fulfilled life, you need to start by first feeding your body with nutrients it needs so it can perform properly and then exercising it so it can actually move the way it's supposed to and continue to do so. I work in healthcare, So um, there's one modality that I'm trained in. And it's called the bone densityometry. So we scan patients for bone strength. And one of the things you have to do is measure how tall they are. And then they scan their bones and see how strong they are. And so many patients lose their height and their bone strength goes down because they just don't take care of themselves. Or, you know, or they beat themselves up so much that, you know, that was even detrimental. So I guess even working out sometimes is too much of a good thing to even be a, a bad thing. So for me, balance is also very important, too, to make things in life work and to get older. And that, I mean, so you You've actually unpacked quite a
1: bit there, along with your your fit line that I've never heard about before. So, we might talk more about that later. But, um, I'm so sorry for that. That
3: was very unexpected.
1: (laughs) Well, that's okay. I mean, if the delivery guy comes to the door, what else are you going to (laughs) do? So, that is quite all right. But, I mean, there are just a few things that I want to go back and touch base on again, because, and especially your statement about, you know, I work out so. I can um, die young at an old age. I've never heard it put that way before, but I mean it's so true. And you know, it just falls right and long um, or in line, I should say, with the functional aging movement that we're starting to see right now, where you are seeing yeah. individuals who are wanting to live the life that you are striving to live as as we grow up, as you put it. And I mean, and that's just the way to do it. The better care that you take care of yourself, the longer longevity um, you are going to have Absolutely. and have a more, I would say, fruitful and fulfilling life. I mean, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I don't know that people really understand how how big of an impact your health has on your emotional and, and spiritual well-being, all at the same time. It's oh. all tied, and and that's probably almost a topic for another time. But I wanted to share this comment. It's from James, and he says that's quite a statement. So you know, dying young at an old age. He said, I will have to reevaluate my life and goals. And James, we've all been at that point. I I reevaluate life and goals on a regular basis. I think.
3: Oh yeah. So that's, I that's mean, that's just.
1: Yep, I mean, that's just very powerful. And then I am going to switch gears on us a little bit because I do want to hit this question from Catherine, and she's asking, does keeping healthy and fit make a difference when it comes to risks and chances of breast cancer?
3: Uh, That's a really interesting question that you ask. Um, I actually have to say that there have been statistical studies proven that um, estrogen Incre- if you, okay, so there are certain things in dairy that I've heard, like in yogurt, has increased risks of estrogen, which could potentially increase the risk of breast cancer. Don't quote me on that 100%. Like this is just what I've learned through research. So I think absolutely 100%. If you want an opinion from me, as from what I've been exposed to and what I've seen over the years and how the rise in breast cancer has happened, I believe a lot that the food that we're consuming And this isn't just for breast cancer. I think this is for overall health and well-being. Our food is so genetically modified nowadays that I feel like that our body can't fully comprehend what we're taking in to break it down completely at the molecular level to fully absorb things in the way that we're naturally supposed to do. And I feel like when we're creating, eating all the synthetic, processed foods, or even even when it comes to like spraying pesticides on the plants, the cow eating the plant, to us eating the cow, like it's still passed down because it's still consumed and and I feel like it, yeah that's not it's, it's not natural it's, and it's not the way our bodies are supposed to, to, to process these things we're not supposed to have those things in our system. so I feel like it could create these free radicals. so like as we get older or as our generation continue to move on, it does introduce a risk of increasing chances of other things developing in your bodies that are not supposed to be developing such as cancers, tumors of that sort. But that's my opinion. I, I really believe that toying with our food and our water systems directly affects our health and well-being,
2: 100%. No, you're fine with that because we've had other guests on the show, and they've been very
0: vocal about that as well.
2: And I, I'm really glad that you bring up these points because, you know, I, I continue to tell the people at our gym, you know, we can't putting garbage into our bodies and expecting better things to come from that. That What we're consuming is basically consuming our years of life. So I'm really uh, I'm I'm loving the topic you brought and you've got a lot of question marks coming in here because people are confused about what you're talking about with with the free radicals. So just uh, bring up that point and we'll touch on this again.
3: Okay. Bring them on.
2: All right. So they have the question you know, about free
3: radicals. What does that mean? Uh, so free radical to me would be is like what is an anomaly? Anomaly mm-hmm. is something that is not normal or something that is created from things not properly okay. So I'm I'm okay. Cool. Okay. Someone could quote and chime in if I am wrong. But I'm I'm getting down to like a science level. Like let's go down to like molecules, molecular okay. level and. And I'm talking about free radicals. When you're consuming something, it's all broken down to molecular levels, structure, and then you have your cells, and you have your transport systems, and these, they have receptors, and they're supposed to connect, and that's how things get transferred. information, nutrients, things get transferred in the body. So if things are not properly binding to communicate, to transfer that nutrient or whatever it is that that, that function of that cell is supposed to be doing, it creates an, am- an anomaly. And then that can create a, a radical, which is an abnormal cell. And then and you're going to cells, and those cells are going to develop, and they're going to split in half because that's what cells do. And those are going to split in half. And make and then that's how you get these free radicals, abnormal cell development. That's, that's what I mean by that. Yes. Yeah, exactly I can in depth. I'm sorry.
2: No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine the bikini in the brain. I just wanted them to get the breakdown of what you were talking about and referring so their question marks can go away and they can start asking questions because
0: they, they this is a – no, go ahead.
3: That's what I mean by, like, creating free radicals, though. It's creating these anomalies. Your cells can't fully comprehend what is coming in, like, if whether – you know, and I'm talking about, you know, eating overly processed foods. You know, when you're looking at that ingredient system, it's uh, like – a thousand letters long and you don't even know what that stuff is. Like do you think your body knows what that is?
2: Yeah. It had no but clue. Yeah. And like I said, it, it gets to the point where whatever we're consuming is consuming us. And then, and I, I know it it raised a lot of eyebrows because when I was in Bible study yesterday the topic had come up and I said they were asking me why I didn't eat certain kinds of bread and then I was like, you know, I would rather have this conversation later because it was taking away from our study time because it's it's that in depth when you're talking about your life and your health and your health and your life. A lot of people just are so used to eating, they don't even consider what they're eating or, or why they're, they're eating. eating. Why yeah. they're eating it so, and
3: how it's going to affect their body and what it does for their affect body. Their day,
2: their life, their relationship with people, you know, the mood thing There's so much that's involved in that. And, you know, because we live it on a regular basis, it's just kind of common sense. But for the people who don't really have that life or lifestyle, it's almost like a foreign language. And I think sometimes we gotta find a way to get that Rosetta stone when it comes to diet and make it translatable to the people who need to hear like it with
3: most. The diet, there's so many different fads that are out there as well. It's hard to pick and choose, you know, what is the best for you because there's so many different things out there to do now that so many people different do, you know?
0: Yes.
2: So now, now when, when you're talking about diet and when you're talking about the relevance to your day and, and spiritually, because, I, you know, I, I've been basically in, uh, researching the
0: mood swings
2: with, with uh, that are controlled by your diet, and I've been really shocked as to how much it relates to what we're doing uh, I, as as much as I, I know with carb depletion, I don't know why I didn't make that connection sooner, but Hey, it it's there now. And I understand it better. Uh, since you're talking about this, let's get a little bit further into that subject and, and help people understand, you know, when they're having that blah, blah kind of day, a lot of times it's what we're consuming this bringing it about.
3: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, it's funny you talk about carbs and stuff. I I've always joke that, you know, when you're on prep, carb is the happy food, you know, because you're so depleted and you're allowed to have your carbs. It's like your mind almost evolves around carbs. Like when do I get my next carb? When can I have my carbs? And it's like if you don't get carbs, you almost get kind of cranky. Um, it's interesting how that that's such a true statement, how depletion does affect your mind. And even when you're in a, a, a diet, you don't think about it because you're in it. You know, and other people are the ones that see the mood swings and the mood changes and and see you change as, you know, as you go through a prep. Um, I try really hard to find balance. (laughs) It's like trying to juggle and ride a unicycle and rub my belly and tap my head at the same time. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know. It's really hard to find a good balance when you're on a prep, you know, because there's so many things that some have to sacrifice, you know. But, um well, that's yeah, that's
1: where sugar-free wine comes I don't know
3: in. If I think I answered that very well. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that's okay. I think that's I think I think that's good. I mean, there's no right or wrong answers. There's only perspective, and that's definitely what you're bringing to the table is your perspective. Um, I'm going to bring us back around to you as a competitor here. Have some questions um, okay. regarding that competitive life that you live. Um, one question I have here from um, Eric. It's more of a statement, and then I'm going to follow it with a question. But, uh, you know, he was just sharing how you have such an incredible stage presence and incredible posing. So how much time and effort do you put into practicing your posing?
3: Well, first I want to say thank you very, very much. Um, the stage is so funny. Every time I get on stage, I shake so bad and I get quiverless so bad and I'm on stage I never those butterflies will <coughs> never go away how many times you go whoop on stage that is that that nerve is still there but I practice almost like when I get close when I'm in prep mode which is usually a good college 12 um I'll start my prep diet about 12 weeks and then I get really committed about eight weeks out I practice almost every day in fact, my shoes fell apart on me. I've been practicing so much in them oh, wow. that they get new shoes. Yeah, I, I, I my whole shoes oh, fell apart. Oh, that is
0: terrible thing. <laughs> to get these but done.
3: I think it's it's super important with the bikini diva category that you hone in on that practice and you get that posing routine down. And if you're bikini, you're supposed to go up there and be and be personalities, whether that be sassy, fun, flirty, cute, even like shy girl, you know. Um, that's super important that, that that is shown. And I try and go up there and try and be graceful, I guess, and try and make it be like, a, like a, almost like a dance or a story in a way. Um, and I practice that all the time, and I put a lot of effort into that. And I think that if for anybody that's listening that is a bikini girl or wants to be a bikini girl, you practice, and you practice and practice and practice. That is so important. You you might you might have a rocking body, a rocking body, but if you can't move with elegance and poise and grace on the stage, the girl next to you who doesn't have quite the rocking body but can kill her posing routine is going to take you down. So it's important to practice that Preach. and get that down. Preach. Lots Preach.
1: Yes. All right. So follow-up follow up from Eric <clears throat> how do you perfectly combine incredible conditioning so clearly you have a fan here shape and muscle to set the bar in the bikini division clearly clearly,
3: clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so it's so funny that that you know that I've become like, I guess someone said that I've become the standard, and I look in the mirror every day, and I don't quite, I don't see what everybody sees. I'm just like every other girl. I will pick myself apart in the mirror. You know, I can, I can find a million things wrong with me right now. I could tell you, but the conditioning uh, comes with. I, I can I I incorporate that in my training, so that that I do year round too. Is I am so a but they of plyometrics. I incorporate that on top of my cardio and on top of my training routine, and that I believe leads is a huge part of my conditioning, is incorporating those plyometrics into my workout routine. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So now
1: this next question, so I understand that you were on Iron Man Magazine or you were in Iron Man Magazine. Were you yeah, on it or yeah. in it? Or both?
3: i both. 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 So, so tell yeah, us about that experience. Uh, that is, I, I still can't even, like, right, okay, so I don't think it's fully, fully hit me yet. I have to be very honest with you because I don't feel like I'm any different from the girl I was, you know, when I started doing all of this 13 years. Except for maybe I'm more determined to do better than I did the last time just because I have to beat that girl. So that's just me. Um, but to be an Ironman was a super cool opportunity. I had no idea that was coming and, um, to actually like see the cover of your own face on a magazine, it's, it, it's such a surreal, wow.
0: like,
3: a, like a, yeah, it's like, I don't even have a word to explain the feeling. It's, it's so way above that, you know,
0: it, it's like an, almost
3: like an outer body kind of like feeling like it's like this. That there's no way. I'm just like, I'm a normal girl that lives outside of San Diego who has like a normal job. Who likes to work out, and I'm on this magazine, and no one still really knows who I am, which is really kind of cool. Um, I have that magazine, and 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 I'm on the inside of it. There's like three pages. It's it's it's.
2: I got my copy. I, guess, I don't.
3: I don't even have a word for it, but it, it's so it. cool. It's so cool. Like I, I can brag about that when I'm an old young lady. Yeah, you could. And. Uh, <laughs> And I was actually, their their latest issue came out, too, and um, it has Floyd Mayweather on it. And I'm still a little postage stamp on the cover. So I'm like, what? And I had no idea that was going to happen. It's kind of funny because I knew I was going to be on the cover from winning that, you know, Olympia. And I've had multiple conversations before everything came out about it. So I was, like, already mentally kind of prepared to see that. But it's funny, seeing, like, the little two-inch picture, not the big, full, 11-inch magazine-sized photo, but the two-inch picture, and the Floyd Floyd Mayweather, like, just had me squirming in my chair when I got that magazine in the mail because I had no idea it would happen again. And um, that, that's, it's just such a cool opportunity to be, like, such a normal girl in the world and, and be able to say, hey, look what I've done. Isn't this cool? Right. It's so cool.
2: Is so and cool. It's a great conversation like, starter. So cool. when I mean, because, like, for me. I don't really brag about it, but. You yeah. don't have to. All you got to do is show no. the And it brags on its own.
0: Yeah. It
3: was pretty cool, though. Like, I, I did a. I had a patient, you know, he came in and, and they actually recognized me from the magazine. Like, that was really a cool. That was like a moment there, and it sounded like, what? But, yeah. So, that's like, that's so cool. If anybody gets the opportunity to experience that, like, that's. That is something that is like printed on paper. That's going to be around forever and ever. That is so cool. Yeah, such a cool thing. Not, I don't know what they it to say for that, but it's just such an awesome feeling and, and to see that and, and and like look at it and be like, that's that's really me. Like, holy wow. So it's you. No, it's you. you,
2: know? it's you. And I, I'll get it's the so autograph, cool. so I, I I know it's you. <laughs> I'll just say that because I got my copy. Yeah, I don't know about that yet, but I know I got mine. Now, uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about, especially with uh, the Ironman magazine, is the fact that it is for natural athletes, and these were opportunities that we just didn't have, you know, five, ten years ago. So I'm really overjoyed that this opportunity is happening for the athletes and also the fact that this is something that won't be going away. It'll actually be growing. So with that in mind, you know, how do you feel knowing that this is open – for the, for the athlete and the fact of being a motivating force for competition and, and, and actually having that increase as well.
3: I think it's actually really great because coming from, from the fitness world, I should say, most people think of fitness and it shows as MPC. MPC is like IFBB. Like I feel like everybody knows who they are and what they're about. And um, it's kind of funny when I tell people that I'm natural. It's like they almost look at me kind of sideways, like, yeah, right. You know, it's like, why not? Why not? Like, why can't you be natural? Like, why do you have to be such a – why do you have to do these extra things? Like, I think it's great because most of the athletes that are out there and promoting themselves, they aren't sharing the whole truth, you know. Um, and, and And the average person that's reading that magazine is a natural person. You know, so mm-hmm. to have a magazine yeah. out for someone who is natural, you can look at that and be like, I can't attain that. That is a possibility for me. And I think that's a way healthier motivator than looking at someone who, you know, may look amazing, but they're not telling you the whole story, and you're just never going to get like them unless you figure out their whole story and you take that backdoor exit too. Um, but to do it the natural way is I think it's like I think it's such a great movement, and I'm really for, really fortunate to be a part of it, and thankful and grateful for that. And I'm really happy that 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 is happening because I used to look up to a lot of people, and I knew I couldn't obtain a body like that because I was I wasn't I am a natural athlete, you know, and I'm only going to be that way. So I think they need to have a magazine out there to represent those kind of people and to show us other people out there that they too can. Can achieve goals and dreams and aspirations that they have.
1: And there you have it. And amen to all of that. And for anybody who's curious, I did post the cover of the uh, what they're calling the the summer edition of Iron Man magazine that came out in April. So um, you can see Nicole on there with Rob Terry, who we had on the show a couple months back. And so that is the uh, both of them together. So. Check it out in the comment section of Nicole's post on our p for p Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Facebook page if you want to know what we have been talking about. So um, I'm going to get shift gears again because because that's what I do. <laughs> Anybody who's been listening yeah, right long enough knows that's kind of how it goes. And we normally don't get that in depth into this question that I'm going to ask, but kind of break down for us. You don't have to go into every single exercise, but, So we know you practice every single day and you start your um, leaning out process at least, you know, at 12 weeks to get serious at eight. But what does your weekly workout rotation look like? So, you know, on Mondays you do, you know, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. My schedule has been very set in stone. I very, very, very rarely sway away from it. I love my, my system. I like to do a split system for working out so I will always combine a major with a minor, and I keep my pulls and my pushes together. So my Mondays are usually just strictly shoulder days. Um, I, you know, start my week off easy. Ease and do it with your shoulders, one workout, well, one body part to work out. I train for an hour, like I said, every day. So I, get anywhere, I can get anywhere from four to eight workouts in in that hour on my shoulders. And then I usually superset every workout. So like a perfect example is I will be doing a military press and I'll superset it with like lateral raises, you know, Um, just like that, something like that. Tuesdays are my back and bicep days, so it's a pulling day. And then Wednesdays are my leg days. So I split leg days. I I have two leg days. I like to do the front or the back. Either it's like a a quad glute day or a hamstring glute day. And I do it very functional training style, very traditional. It's going to be all your standard squats, front squat, uh, back squat, low bar squat, sumo squat, you know. And then like my deadlift is going to be traditional, the RDL, sumo, stiff legged, you know. And then my go into my chest and triceps. I do chest and triceps every, once a week. I believe in balance and symmetry. And then Fridays is my posing day. I will maybe brush up on abs a little bit. I very rarely train abs. Abs are are all a part of core support. So if you are working out properly, you really don't need to target train your abs because they're going to always be engaged when you're doing your workout. Saturdays are my next leg day. So whatever I didn't do on my Wednesday, whether it be the front or the back, I'll hit that. And then Sundays, I, like, I don't take a day off, honestly, because I just, I love the gym, and I feel like if I don't get in there, then I just don't feel really good about myself, and I'm, like, crawling out of my skin. I just, I have to get that energy out. So I will do a very quick run through, like, a little full body brush through, like, hit two bodies, you know, two, two different workouts on every body part. And um yeah, I figured my body gets the rest it needs. You know, my shoulders get hit on Monday, and they don't get touched again for another week. So I, I get that rest period my my that body part needs. So I move on to the next one, and that's how I do my training. I've been training that way very consistently since 2012. So yeah, so that's not, yeah. That, no, 2012 is when I got here. into the fitness.
2: Reach hmm. into the choir, yeah. Because I, I. I, I take care of my body, and, and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat it up to treat it up. So it, it really doesn't.
0: Oh, uh, well
3: treat it, it up, yeah. Seeing that another thing I I got into probably the last year and a half, which I never done before, was body work. Um, I it's like the greatest pain I've ever experienced. <laughs> it's like a good pain. Um, for one hour I I go in and, and they do the cupping. I've had acupuncture, it rubs out any any. Uh, You know, rubs everything out, realigns my muscles and my spine. It's very, sometimes very painful, but at the end, it's like the release of my body is just like, and it really has improved my workouts and the way my body um, looks, like realigning my muscles, especially after recovering from injuries and whatnot, and being able to work through injuries too. You know, and I think
1: it's great and we've had other bodybuilders share with us before about how important massage and services like the ones that you were just outlining are important to recovery and keeping your body in tip top shape. It lasts as long as you as you want it to slash need it to. So all good yeah. stuff. Um, all good stuff to share. So I have yeah. another well, I've got a couple of comments. And a question here, so comment from Larry. He said, you guys proved me wrong. I don't think he thought that we could top Tuesday's guests. He said, this lady is a knockout, and I can't even see her. Great choice Aww. as a guest. So pass off to you, Nicole. And then from Linda, Aww. she's well-educated and knowledgeable.
3: Oh, well, thank so. you so much, Larry and Linda. You guys are awesome. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't feel like... um. Know, my mouth will talk a lot faster than my mind will go, and that can get me in trouble sometimes, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, shoot. I think that happens to the best of
1: us. <laughs> yeah. Perfect all right. You know, my it's mouth not just keeps going, name.
3: so. Uh, it's, wait, wait, wait. If you if can see, see me, do you, you guys know, think I'm talking to Because my hands have been all over the place. <laughs> 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 Your hands are through as well. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, I
1: talk I, with my hands so much I think it's incredibly hard she's Not Italian. to talk with your hands There you go, she's got it She's, she's got castille- it. I can't even think no, I'm not even going to try it's I said castille- it earlier but now me. my tongue.
3: Castille- like, la-la. You know, I just got I just, got, my tongue, I just got married <laughs> I just this got married that. And I haven't changed my name as of yet mm-hmm. But I'll make it really easy for you guys It's going to become Butcher <laughs>
0: You're going to be a butcher
3: (laughs) I'm going to be a butcher I'm going to butcher that stage That's my plan Please
2: don't bother
3: the butcher I like that (laughs) I'm going to butcher the stage I love it So
1: speaking of the stage We all know the competitors Are are a big part of the stage So how important um, Are relationships With other competitors
3: In your view I actually find it in my view, I find it very important to have a good relationship with the competitors because technically you're on stage. Well, if you're a big class, you're on stage for an hour. But in the grand scheme of our day, on a show day, you're backstage for from, like, 8 in the morning to, like, almost midnight, and you're going to want friends back there. If you guys are being competitive and just mean-dogging each other and eyeballing each other and be like, I got this, and it's not going to be a great time for you. So my suggestion True. is go out there, go meet everybody. That's what I do. I go to, what's your story? Oh, what's your story? Where are you from? Okay, cool. How long have you been doing it? This is your first show here. Yeah, let me help you with this. Go meet people because you just never know. You know, you get, I've made most of my friends actually backstage. Um, like Agnes is awesome. Her and I compete against each other all the time. She's meeting me. I've meet beaten her, and, and it's fine. It's totally fine. We have a great time backstage, and that's what it's about. And that's how it should be. And you know what? When you hop on stage, that's when you become a competitor. You're not a competitor when you're backstage. You're just like everybody else who's busted your behind for the last however many months it took you to get there or years. You know, some people take years to get to where they need to be, depending on how far their journey is. And you guys need to appreciate that time because, you you know, that's your time to shine. and, And that's your time to get to meet everybody else. Everybody went through that same struggle to get there. So why not enjoy it? And then when you go on stage, then battle it out. You know, that's how I see it. Go backstage, have fun, meet everybody, make friendships, and hang out. Have a good laugh. It's a long, it's a long, long, long day. And then when your time is, when it's your time to shine, you light that stage up. That's my opinion. There you go. Boom. Well,
2: I I, I agree Boom.
0: with it because like
2: the biggest thing is when when you're out there. It, you're out there with with your comrades because everybody's been through a similar struggle, Uh-oh. and and I love and it. and it's a lot, there's a lot of similarities in the prep, even though it's not exactly the same for anyone, in, in particular. One of the things that I've appreciated is that everybody's body does what it wants when it wants, sometimes at the worst time. So I've seen oh, people yeah. that look phenomenal backstage and then they flattened out when they got on stage, or, or, or vice versa. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you, you you don't know until you know. And then there's some days where things just don't pop no matter what you do. And I, I can think back to when uh, Andrea Castillo was working with uh, Ed Castillo, and she had done any and everything to get him vascular and ready for stage, and it just wasn't happening. And this would have been one of his better shows if he had looked like he did when he first got to the uh, venue. And it just, everything oh, yeah. just kind of went away. Yeah, so, you know, we, you, you don't really know, but you do make a lot of friends backstage. You do. And that's what you can it's come amazing. away with, aside from the fact of not uh, having your best day. You can still meet well, some of the best people.
3: That's not 100% true, and I think it's actually better to go home with a new friend I mean, trophies are awesome we all love trophies but in my opinion they, they do get dusty i would just rather have the bragging rights to I won first place i don't really care for any hardware to come home with but i would rather come home with friendships let's hey what do you want to go train this weekend hey we, are you competing next month or next year let's let's get ready together and then you have your backstage friend it's so important to Create relation like positive relationships around you, especially when you're on prep, because you're so depleted that it's easy for your mind to to play games with you, you know. And especially when you're backstage and it's such a long day and you're so worried, and it's like all this time you spent comes down to 30 seconds on, on stage. It's like you, you need to have that positive release backstage, it's so important. And then you never know, like you said with your friend, like things happen. I had a show sorry i can talk too fast you can slow me down if i go too fast um i had a show one time where i was too depleted i started to cramp went up my toe went up the back of my leg up my hamstring where my it was like it basically felt like i was curling back like a shrimp i had to run down the oh road, no open, just in a second i was doing angels so i had like 20 pound seven foot tall wings on my back and i had to walk in six inch stilettos you know it's just like I just wanted to get on stage and just get through my routine and get off at that point, you know? And, it's, it's so, it's so, and then you have people backstage who are helping you. Um, and that's so important. And as someone who's done this before, like me, I consider myself to be a seasoned competitor now, so I know what to expect and what I need to bring to be prepared to step on stage. Or if I'm traveling and I'm competing on what I need to have so I can have a successful weekend in my hotel room away from home, you know? And if you see someone who's new and unsure, you I think it's so important to go to them and and, and be there for them and help them and, and guide them and show them, you know, and, that, and that's going to ripple. It has its ripple effect, you know, and I think that's so important. And, you know, even though it's like competing, you're not on a team when you're on stage, but you're still like a team backstage in a way, you know, because you're all together. There you have it. I don't know. That's I mean, my way, that's way of looking at things, though. so So...
1: And, you know, camaraderie is something that we talk um, about a lot, but it's great to hear you share what that means to you and your words. So, you know, it's always good to have that reinforcement and that our listeners know that Kaylin and I aren't just blowing smoke, that there are people out no. there that see the same things and experience the same things that we're seeing and experiencing. So it's, uh, it's always a good thing. Well, guys, yes. we are coming to that point of the show where we're starting to run out of time and it happens it's inevitable it happens every show and I'm sad about it every single show and uh you know I just have to come to terms with it so before we end (laughs) this show Nicole Butcher I'm taking the easy route out
3: (laughs) (laughs) we would like to give you
1: we would like to give you the opportunity to give shout-outs to anyone and everyone who has been there and supportive of you on this uh, crazy journey that is natural competitive bodybuilding.
3: Okay, we're well, very cool. Um, I guess one of my first thank yous would probably go to a, a gal I met at my first show. Her name is uh, Nora Reynoso. She's actually now become a promoter for the IMBA, when I first came on and competed, I like I said, I, it was my first show. You know, we all been there, done that. I didn't know what I was doing. And one of her comments, she told me what I needed to do, which I thought was really great. Um, and Sharon was another one that was from that first show. Her and Laura were friends at the time. And uh, I think they still are today. But I haven't seen Sharon in the com in, the in a while. But it was really nice to meet a stranger, and she, she told me, you know what would really help you to pop on stage more is wear brighter lipstick you know little things like that um and i thought that was really sweet because i did a show an npc show back in 2012 or 13 was my very first competition show it, it, it looked so cute it looked so young and but um the girls were not like that backstage, and that's why it took me so long to get back into it because they were very judgmental, staring each other down, sizing each other up, picking each other apart, and you just, you couldn't even talk to someone without them giving you that sideways look like, why are you talking to me, huh? And uh, you go back into INDA and have everybody come up and, and just say hi and, and how are you and what's your story or here, you need some more lip gloss or... Um, hey, yeah, let me fix the back of your bikini. It's twisted. Like, it's so nice to, to have that. And so I appreciate the few people I've met: Nora Reynoso, uh, Sharon. Those are the first few people I met in the IMBA. Lim Agnes, Cole. She's also from the IMBA. Very awesome girl. Kayla, also I call her Miss America. She's very inspiring to me. Uh, she was very cool backstage too. And um, I've met a lot of people back. Stage And uh, there's a lot of names. I could go on and on, but those are probably some of the most uh, ones that have made the biggest impact on me in competing. Yeah. And I guess I have to give um, a big thank you to my sponsors, Games and Bull, because they have provided me with the supplements I need to get my body in the best shape I am in. And I have to thank Denny and Diana Kekos at the IMBA because, Without their organization, I wouldn't be competing. I probably wouldn't – I'm not – I wouldn't be in two-time Natural Bikini Diva Olympia. I wouldn't be on the cover of Iron Man magazine. And they're the biggest ones I have in, to think for all of it, honestly, are the cables because, you know, it's all started with them. And my husband and my family because they support me in my crazy journey. <laughs> Oh. Very good, very good. Um, Kaylin,
1: last thoughts on tonight?
2: Uh, I'll get her autograph uh, next year in 2020 when we see her. And uh, uh,
1: I'll bring we
2: Snickerdoodle.
1: I was going to say, maybe you can bring a container of Snickerdoodle that she can sign for you.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe you
3: should give me some Snickerdoodle samples. <laughs>
1: that'll work as
2: well.
3: Or or
1: better yet, Nicole, what you should do is, I know you bleed INBA, PNBA, but if you ever decide to check out the NGA, you can compete at the p for p Undefeated, which it's coming up um, next month, October 5th, I believe, so probably too soon. But, you know, the pros who win, if you're selected as queen of the hill, you get your picture on ap for uh, P4P product. So who knows, you could be Plastered across, you know, snickerdoodle, shipped around the world. You just never know.
3: You never know. I'll have to check it
0: out. Yeah, and you better sign Do it.
3: check it out. That would be exciting. So that's right, guys.
1: P4P Undefeated coming up October 5th. Whew. It's going to be here before we know it. Nicole, thank you so much be for we. joining us tonight and sharing with us. It has been fantastic. We didn't get to the sugar-free wine, but, hey, I think we know about as much of that as we need to know. But, you know, if anybody um, wants to order any, you guys can hit Nicole up on Facebook or Instagram. I think that's where she plays more. I'm and an uh, you can girl. ask her where she orders
3: it. Yeah, Facebook is too complicated for me. I like Instagram. It's very basic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your so handle find me on Instagram. Instagram? So my handle is, fit to enjoy it's f-i-t the number two n for nicole and joy j-o-y that's my middle name
2: all well, right so wow that's, um,
3: that's pretty thumbs great. up if you can see two thumbs up yay can you smile
1: <laughs> oh my gosh all right then so on behalf of nicole joy <laughs> snickerdoodle containers with pictures of uh, athletes on them everywhere. Kaylin, myself, the INBA, PNBA, and uh, sugar free wine, if that's a thing. Your body is a temple, so let's build it.
2: Which snickerdoodle?